The Black Squadron Podcast is presented by Uncanny Nerd. back to the black squadron podcast episode two we actually came back to make another episode believe it or not um first and foremost i'm bp we have david and slate on the line what's happening first thing we want to do is just give a sincere thank you to everybody for listening and subscribing and all the kind words uh via twitter and instagram uh we were kind of surprised at how high the numbers were for our first listen for episode one and that's that's awesome so thank you thank you thank you thanks for all you guys' input helped us out yeah for me i think it's just you know a testament to the quality of the podcast 100 <laughs> percent agree well said Ooh, breaking news hello there be one series on disney plus announced their director and that is Deborah Chow. I'm not going to pretend like I know who that is outside of I know she's directed an episode or two of The Mandalorian. Um, so if Dave Filoni trusts her and John Favreau trusts her, BP trusts her. <laughs> yeah. And Dave Filoni we trust. Yes. May the force be with you, Deborah. You know what? This would be a fantastic time for Slade's new segment, The Ewok Agenda. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh. We're getting right into the Ewok agenda. I'm so excited. So, guys, what I wanted to do with the Ewok agenda is bring awareness to why the Ewoks are so awesome to maybe part of the world who doesn't know that so much. Um, which is like everyone. Most people just kind of disregard the Ewoks. A lot of people don't like the Ewoks. I don't see how. Um, like so, you, like you guys know, you mentioned Ewoks in a in a group setting. There's gonna be the people that are like, "Oh my god, I hate the Ewoks! Oh, they're so annoying!" Oh, and all that stuff. I don't get it. I'm gonna drop a. I think what we're gonna do with this segment is get like do a new fact, something cool about either the Ewoks or the production of the Ewok movies or them in Return of the Jedi or something that you might not know. Because um, I am a wealth of Ewok knowledge. Did you guys know, for instance, so when Princess Leia stumbles upon the Ewoks uh, at first um, and is introdu- and were introduced them in Return of the Jedi, that was not supposed to be uh, Warwick Davis's character. That was supposed to be Kenny Baker as an Ewok. Um, huh. Yeah. So Kenny Baker was sick, though, on that day. George Lucas, though, took a liking to Warwick Davis on set. He was just another stand-in Ewok, but he was a younger one because they wanted to have, like, you know, older Ewoks, younger Ewoks, baby Ewoks. He was, like, a younger kid Ewok. But he was able... His acting showed through so much. Like, he has that um, characteristic head tilt thing that he does, which he actually got from his dog. And like sticking his tongue through the little mouthpiece of the costume, all these little things caught George's attention. And he said, okay, well, you're going to be the one uh, with Kenny Baker's character, which was uh, uh, Popaloo. Um, so that's the one that later on steals the Scout Rider. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was Kenny Baker's Ewok. Oh, interesting. But that was yeah. switched. That was supposed to be like, so the, the comic adaption of Return of the Jedi came out before the movie. And in the and in the comic adaption, uh, all the interactions are mainly with with um, Poplu, and and Warwick's character is well, it's switched. Kenny Baker was a character named Wicket. That's what the thing is. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just a, it's just a cool little thing how one day of shooting, an actor is sick, and it totally changes a career path for an actor. Just because Correct. of that, yeah. Warwick Davis is, I'm not going to say a household name, but he's pretty darn well-known, especially in sci-fi and fantasy. 
And, and that was entirely because of Warwick Davis's acting on set at 11 years old. He was, he was one of the only Ewoks that like, you know, brought character into his character and stood <laughs> <Yeah>. out, <laughs> which is awesome, I think. So there's a, there's a little tidbit about a behind the scenes thing for the Ewoks. On our next Ewok agenda, I'm going to talk to you about something you might know, not know about the actual Ewoks. So sometimes we'll get into lore, sometimes we'll get into behind the scenes stuff. This time was behind the scenes. Next time is going to be Ewok lore. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you know... So speaking... Go ahead, David. Uh, sorry. Uh, speaking of Warwick Davis, I mean, that dude, he deserves a, his own show, his own talk show. Some kind of... I mean, that dude, uh, he, he looked like he was put on the spot for the Triple Force Friday thing. And he just carried it from there. He didn't... He almost looked like he was trying to read cards or something like that. Yeah, he, uh, he's incredible. We saw him uh, at Celebration, and he certainly can work a room. Hey, he's a great yeah. host. Uh, yeah, he, he certainly knows what he's doing. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, so this is not a pop quiz, but do you either of you guys know how many Star Wars characters Warwick David has played? Oh. Um, I know there. I know in Solo he played two of them, if I'm correct. He played... Let's see. He was one of the Cloud Riders. Six. Right. I'm up to six. Like, just counting off the top of my head right there. Yes. Uh, so at least six. <laughs> Has he been in every movie since six? I believe uh, he has. I think they try to work them, work almost like a three PO R two thing. They try to work him in on every movie. Oh, seven. seven. Uh, I'm trying to remember him in Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, that's the one I've seen the least, so I could I'm no help I'm there. I'm pretty sure he was there, but let me let me internet that. Oh, there we go. But I know he was um at least two characters in Phantom Menace. I think he tends to be at least two characters in a movie, ex- with the exception yeah. of uh Return of the Jedi. But yeah, you're totally right. He he absolutely could yeah, have his own talk show for sure. Yeah, Disney, Disney Plus should pick that up. I mean, they could get him in there and having, uh, you know, conversations with um, actors and stuff like that. Yeah, like like all the after shows, like The Talking Dead and After, yeah. Th- after Thrones. Like, th- I just imagine just just the Mandalorian after show. Absolutely. And, and then the Kenobi, and then the Cassian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've already pre-ordered Disney Plus, but <laughs> I'll do it again. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why are you looking at Kevin Moore? So he was in Force Awakens. He was in Rogue One. He was in The Last Jedi. He was a reoccurring in Rebels. He was in Solo. Voice He's... actor, obviously, for Rebels, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was three characters in Phantom Menace. Jesus. And he was not in. Wow, he wasn't in episodes two or three. Interesting. They're not on his IMDb. It looks like he was busy with uh, Harry Potter at that time. Oh, that would make sense. Did you uh, did you count in Return of the Ewok? That's 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 a deep pull right there. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that from? No one knows about Return of the Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Do you know what that is, on, I have no idea. Never heard of it. This is on uh, this is on Wikipedia. Yeah. So when they were filming uh, Jedi, one of the um, like assistant director or associate director or something made this like half behind the scenes but half continuing story about Wicket and it's him like going to Jabba's palace and like basically all the locations that happened in Return of the Jedi 
Wicket goes around, and like I think Boba Fett's chasing him. It's it's just this wacky standalone <laughs> other movie. Interesting. There's also a um, what is it? Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. I do that know that. that. That's the main Ewok movie. Yeah, I know that one. Is it? I- well, I, I'm I'm curious now. I'm I want to yeah. know. I want I haven't looked to see where the position the petition stands. Uh, I know it crossed 600. It's a very slow gainer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, it's a grower, not a shower. I, I get more uh, likes on you know, like any Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man, actually, you know what? Let's let's just pull back the kimono a little bit on the Ewoks. The, what's the the biggest thing that you hear people say why they don't like Ewoks? The one that I always hear are two things. Now they hear zero technology and beat the most technologically advanced army in the galaxy. Ooh, I got, I got, I got why I got, and, the, I got the whole answer to that. And second, it, which is the silliest one is how or why did they have one female dress to fit a human? <laughs> That's the one I hear okay. the second most. I've never heard of that one. So, so cool thing is, um, well, okay. So about this whole dislike, the only reason that people really dislike the Ewoks, okay, mm-hmm. is because they became popular with children. Mm-hmm. If you think about the movie Frozen, I don't care what you say and how annoyed you were with the fandom later on. Mm-hmm. Frozen was a damn good movie. Right. What, you, what you're annoyed with is the after effects and the fandom and how it was on every piece of fast food it was the merchandise it was all over target and walmart and it was on the radio and the freaking song was on regular rock stations that is why people go god i hate frozen it's not because the movie frozen was bad Mm -hmm. so it's not that the ewoks are bad the thing is star wars fans people who love star wars the only way that george lucas tried to expand the universe at all after episodes four five and six was through the Ewoks movies and then the cartoons and the droids cartoons. Mm -hmm. So that annoyed them that the Ewoks got the attention and it wasn't anything else. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, if you just look at fandom now, like people who grew up with the original trilogy now and they dislike the prequels and they dislike the sequels, I don't think they either – they don't realize or they are very resentful of the fact that it's no longer for them. It's yes, it's for children. Yes. So the the cool part, and when you when you go, if you ever go back to watch Return of the Jedi, keep this part in mind. George Lucas specifically made the Ewoks. He modeled them after the Viet Cong. Um yeah. for, you know, Vietnam, America fighting. We are guess what, guys? America is the the galactic empire in this scenario. How ballsy is that? But that's when this movie was made. This was just mm-hmm. after Vietnam. Vietnam was an extremely unpopular move. So George Lucas, he went there. And a lot of people don't realize he went there, but he's even admitted, like, yeah, that's what I was doing. I, I modeled the Ewoks after the Viet Cong, you know, sharpened uh, logs as traps and all these things, using your environment, using the woods using all this stuff. Well, how the hell did they beat the guys with the ATSTs? Well, the same exact way that those guys fought back like an invasion from the American armies. It's the exact same thing. You know, it's, it See, was guerrilla yeah, warfare to the max. A lot of people don't broaden their mind like that when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, they just see it on the screen and then they think one thing and then that's it. Yeah. Like my, what I hear is a bunch of teddy bears that beat the empire. Yeah. But Jedi, Jedi's couldn't do it or you know whatever and it's more than just you gotta look more into the movie into the story than that and when you start looking into it the stuff you could pick up on you know lucas and his designers were and probably still are the absolute best it is at at story building through a set and costumes and the environment and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. 
So when you look at the stuff that the Ewoks did and had and all the stuff, all the things that they were doing and, and the story that's told kind of um, in the peripheral of the scenes, they are incredible. Like one of them has this um, mask or like, um, like a tribal headgear of this crazy, crazy ass scaring looking beast. They were able to hunt that thing down and beat it. <laughs> you know, these, these short little furry, you know, the, the uh, dwarves are natural sprinters, I guess, but they're amazing hunters. They're able to hunt down every single thing on their planet. And the only way they could do that is with exceptional skill Yeah, um, that like humans don't have. They were able to trap Han and Luke and Leia. And guys, they are people eaters. That's that's a hundred percent a thing. Yeah. They 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 were about to cook them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they tried they tried to cook Han. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then after after the fight's over, they're they're having some giant feast, and there's just stormtrooper helmets lying around. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Yeah, they were they're definitely vegan. Way ahead, seconds. Uh, <laughs> Um, see, those are the kind of little things that people don't catch up and catch on. You know, it's like, like well, if they were if they were to see storm, I mean, uh, stormtrooper helmets, they just see stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, you know, I mean. And my favorite, I, you know, I read. I was reminded of this one today when I was reading something. You know, you got this rebel insurgent group, and this is what they do, and they're going to sneak into um, the shield generator on Endor. And and they're not too confident. You know, oh my gosh, they have they have guards down there. I don't know what to do. I don't know. There's an Ewok with them who doesn't, and it's Poplo, and he doesn't even hesitate. He just goes, "I got this," and he goes over and hops on a speeder bike and 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 takes it away. <laughs> yeah, they certainly do not lack bravery. Well, it, it it's bravery, bravery. It's ingenuity. He knew exactly what to do. And he knew what his role in this thing was without having to be told. Right. And. He knew how to opt. They they wouldn't have just had you know random, uh, idiot creature being able to operate machinery. They think things through. Mm-hmm. The Ewoks uh, from this village that was close to where the Empire was must have been scouting them and knew what was going on and observing them and all of this stuff. And that that's why I mean Wicket is so, you know, apprehensive with with leia and you know when the when the scout troopers are coming up he knows oh i smell these guys they're coming time to duck yeah he knows exactly what to do because that's 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 what they do and they're awesome the the rebels couldn't do that on their own they couldn't even infiltrate the shield detonator or the shield generator without the ewoks right and i love it they're badass they they save the galaxy Quite literally. So now all we need in Rise of Skywalker are Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is the end of the Ewok agenda. Now it's time for FanCast. Alright, so what we're going to do, guys, each week, we're going to FanCast a Star Wars character. This could be somebody who's never been in a movie, somebody who's never been in a show, and so forth. Uh, could be somebody who has been cast, and we just for fun are going to recast, you know, for the for the or good maybe times. a younger or an older version of somebody. Oh, exactly. Uh, very, very, very astute, sir. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So this week we are going to fan cast with the news of Kevin Feige. We're going to fan cast Thrawn because I had a thought: what if Feige had a big name person like they said on the internets? What if he was casting Thrawn? So we're going to pick... Now, Thrawn hasn't been confirmed. It no, was no, no, just no, that Feige is yeah. no, no, no. something. We're right. just picking Thrawn. We're, we are Thrawn fans, so we're starting with Thrawn to fan cast. Um, Let's do it. So we each picked one or two. We're going to start with... We'll start with David. I got like seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll start with David, and you can just give us one, and then we'll go to Slay with one. Uh, so, David, whenever you're ready. Okay. Uh, my first pick would be John Hamm. Interesting. He certainly has that, the bone structure. <laughs> yeah, he's got that look. He's got that alpha, you know. Um, if he could stay in the character like how he did on 
um, Madden. Madden, yeah. there you go. Uh, I think you could do pretty Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. You know, our problem with Thrawn, which is so unlike, I mean, I can't, I couldn't, I was trying to think, and I, and I know, um, BP specifically, you're, you're a lot more into the the book series than I am all the Mm -hmm. canon books. Anyway, Mm -hmm. when you look at the cover of any of the canon books, pretty much every character has been in a movie and that's who they're based their likeness off of. Mm-hmm. Thrawn is featured front and center on the cover of his books, not based off of any actor that we so, know of. Right, true. But so they can't screw up the canon covers, though. Yeah. They can't go and make Thrawn look totally different than that guy. So he can't be like, I don't know, a, a, an Asian with a beard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They have <laughs> yeah. to make him seem like that cover character at least somewhat yeah, it's certainly an uphill battle yeah because i mean you know the cover of kenobi that's you and mcgregor yeah that's, that's what they do <laughs> yeah all right so who's your first pick i really 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 wanted to say idris elba because i thought he could totally do it yeah but I... then the cover thing got me and i'm like no he's he just has such a distinct face yeah. Um, my runner up <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Tom Hiddleston oh yeah so Mr. Loki um, I don't have him as my yeah. number one because I think a key to him is smiling and Thrawn doesn't smile so much <laughs> oh yeah yeah his menace is that smile yeah but I think he definitely has the poise and the able to just sit back with your arms behind your back and run like control a room that way mm-hmm. I, yeah you know what i i, I co-signed that I'll, I'll i would take that <laughs> but like yeah, I, me too. I totally agree with you though that his his key to his menace is his smile mm-hmm. um and occa- i mean occasionally in the book Thrawn will give that half smile to vanta yes yep <laughs> um i think he could pull that off but i think the big smile is kind of his his key thing. You know who in there, this isn't my pick because he's way past his ability to do this. Mm. I think Daniel Day Lewis in his prime oh. would have been perfect for this. Oh, absolutely. Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. 100, could, 100% on that one. Could you yeah. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got me, All right. So mine is not a deep cut, but I don't think people know him by name, but I think you would know him if you saw him. His name is Jack Davenport. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. He was the um, guy who was chasing after Elizabeth Swan in the first movie, and then he became a drunkard and a pirate towards the end. Uh, he's got the perfect yes. face structure. He's He's got that pompous British accent. He was the officer. Yeah, he yeah, was the yeah, officer. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. he would just crush it. I but like yeah, it. definitely Google him. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, because I think he would be a great, great fit. And, you know, going into this also, not only, like, uh, you know, accent and stuff like that, I didn't even think about the height of Thrawn. Yeah. You know, I mean, from when I see pictures and stuff, I'm going to see, like, a like how Jack Davenport is, is six one six two. Yeah, I I thought when I casted my when I did my fan cast, I I incorporated height into it as well. Um, I did I did think Hiddleston because he is. I don't know if people outside the nerd realm realize how tall he actually is. He's like six three or six four, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 a tall drink of water, (laughs) and I am thirsty. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) All right, uh, David, who's your next? Uh, My next pick. I don't know. I I went back and forth. Interesting. Daniel Craig. I think that he he's got that that look to him. Yeah, his face is kind of perfect for it. I, although I think he uh, might be quite short. I I know, but Tom Tom Hardy is very yeah. short. But they made him look big in every movie. So <laughs> true. And he was a stormtrooper. Yeah. I did forget yes, he, he was, was a stormtrooper. He does have that connection. So so yeah. I mean. That's about all all I had, like right off the top of my head. All right, uh, Slade. 
All right. So I'm liking the idea of getting a guy who is an accomplished, really good actor and getting him a little different than we've seen him. So I think my, my number one pick would be Eddie Redmayne. So he was um, Newt Salamander. For Scamander, Scamander, <laughs> yep. I like Salamander. <laughs> yep. I have his Funko Pop right to my left. Yes. So whatever those Harry Potter movies were called, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he's a good actor, and he has the cheeks. And if you if you get him the the face cheeks, not the butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I haven't seen his butt. Classic. You know, I think with the paint though, <laughs> he has the gaze, and he he has. The ability, I mean, he's a, he's a Tony award-winning actor. I mean, the guy's good, mm-hmm. you know? And I think he needs, he, he'd be able to bring it in, in that role. I could see that. They, I think they'd have to do some prosthetics, obviously, to his nose. He's got a little bit of a weasel nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to do prosthetics anyway because of whatever you call that on Thrawn's forehead. So yeah. that's an easy fix. But yeah, I could totally see Eddie Redmayne. All right, so for my next one, I thought way outside the bun here, and this is going to take some imagination. Um, Dame Judy Dench. No. Yes. Um, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, Ty Burrell from Modern Family, the main, the oh. father. Um, yeah. we, I think I've only ever seen him in a comedic role, but there's just something about his eyes that just looks like he could turn on. He looks like him. Menacing. He really, yes. he really looks like him. Yeah, I just, I, I just feel it in my bones. He could crush it. Having yeah. never seen him do a serious role, however, um, but I just, I just got the sense that Ty Burrell would be a, just That's a okay. great choice. That made me think of a uh, fastbender as well. Oh yeah, I mean that—that's a layup, right? Because fastbender would be pretty good. Yeah, he's I would... not in any Star Wars. Not yet. <laughs> Man, that was a good, pretty good pick, BP. Yeah, I—I I don't know why. I just I like feel like one. he would just be so good. Awesome. Yep. Um. So would would Cumberbatch be the number one pick though? Fourth Ron? No. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cut that one out. Oh, oh man. That was amazing. Pierce Bronson. <laughs> Pierce Bronson. <laughs> oh, oh man. That was good. I, I want you to cut it out, but did not because then everybody can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> You'd say Pierce would be the, the number one. I. You know what? Since Celebration, when they clearly used Pierce Brosnan as on that giant mural, I would have Which to say such a rip. I mean, I don't, I don't get how they did that. That was him, and they just made him blue. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, then that completely turned me off of the idea of Pierce Brosnan being Thrawn. Um, oh yeah, I'm not for that either. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, in my my opinion, number one is Benedict Cumberbatch. I think that would be yeah. Amazing. That was the. That isn't, it, was, isn't it too close to Khan, though? I mean, Khan yes, is such a similar yes. character. Yes. But yeah, think know. about all the. Like, let's look at the superhero movies. How many people like have played two different heroes? Right. Yeah. Good like, call. Yeah, Chris Evans has played what the the Human Torch and Captain America, and which one is he known most for? Right. So he comes in, he crushes Thrawn. People aren't even going to think about Khan. Yeah. Damn, damn okay. trickies. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch is, is Thrawn. <laughs> um, but like I said, fa- fan casting is... And Charles you, Bronson. Yeah, it's obviously Charles Bronson is our number one. Uh, with a Charles... Charleston has Hel- Heston, is that his name? <laughs> Heston, yeah. Yeah, as a backup. <laughs> it's uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh my god! <laughs> Reynolds, and he doesn't shave the mustache. 
<laughs> Seems like a uh, Cesar Romero type of deal with Batman. Ted, Ted Danson. Nice. He he shaves his mustache though. He commits. <laughs> BP recently went to Batu. Uh, went down for my birthday slash my toddler's birthday. Uh, we got to do amazing things down at Disney. Had a great time. Walked about twelve hundred miles. Um, but I spent Monday morning. Tuesday morning and Tuesday evening at Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Um, I sent pictures to the guys. I posted a bunch of pictures on our social media. Make sure you're following us there. My general thoughts was, is it's incredible. I put it, I've, I've been thinking for the last four or five days, just how to put it into words. And I'm still kind of at loss. It's just, it's so the feeling of, first of all, you can't hear Disney World outside of, once you're inside the two. They have ambient noises in the background. They have animal noises, alien noises. You can't hear anything happening except Star Wars type stuff. So and you're you, not in Florida anymore. No, as soon as you, as soon as you walk through the tunnel, because the tunnel changes from like the main street Hollywood Studios into a, just like a cave and you walk through it and then you're in Batu. And as soon as you get nice. into that cave, there's music playing. There's John Williams-esque music playing very lightly. Um, and then once you step through, like, even in the concrete, like the little details, that's what I love about Star Wars. The characters, the details, the little details, like the alien footprints in the concrete, uh, the gonk droid footprints in the concrete, just like small little things like that. Um, the best part, in my opinion, there are no branding. With the exception of the Arabesh Coca-Cola. That is that is it. Everything is Star Wars. The people, the cast members, they're, they are Star Wars. I, I even tested a couple of them and just to see where they were. And they were 100% committed. Uh, I met nice. a lady who I was drinking some Bantha milk, the blue milk. Highly recommend that. I was talking to her and she said, oh, I milked that Bantha this morning. And, <laughs> and, I, was, and I said, excuse me? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Bantha milker now. Kylo Ren's shuttle landed on my dress shop, so I had to make do with milking my Banthas and selling the milk. I was like, that's incredible. Like, I would never <laughs> think of that. <laughs> uh, well played. It's just the, the details, everything. Just there's every nook and cranny has something in it. There was thermal detonators, every blaster you could think of, pieces of droids. There was a Viper droid hanging in pieces uh, at the top nice. of one of the refreshers, as they're called. Um, as we know it here on Earth, restrooms. Um, the blue milk was f- so good. I had three of them. <laughs> um, mm. so, so definitely worth the price of travel and hotel and all of that? 100%. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's more than just Disney World. And it's, it's if you've loved Star Wars your whole life and you want to be in Star Wars, go to Galaxy's Edge. You, you, as soon as you walk into the tunnel, you're immersed into the experience. And that's what it is. And it's an experience. Uh, and it's so it's spread out. It's quite larger than I expected. There, No one's really on top of you. Everybody's there. All the hate you see on the internet, of on Twitter, of people who say Star Wars is dead, they're, they're wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible. Everyone's having a good time. Um, shockingly, I mean, this may just because I live in D.C., prices were not bad. Um with the exception of the creature stall. I was taken aback a bit by the creature stall prices. But aside from that, everything was really reasonably priced. What What is a creature stall? Uh, the creature stall was in the market. Um, and again, I posted pictures all over our social media of this. Um, in the market, there's different little stalls. Uh, there was food. There was toys. Um, and the creature stall is you can go and buy yourself a creature, like the lizard space monkey. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. the dewbacks, the lawful cats, every, every creature you can probably think of is in there. Um, it is a touch morbid because there is a sound of the, uh, little space monkey lizards being tortured. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was, that was interesting to explain to my wife, uh, what the heck that was. <laughs> um, but it was pretty incredible. I, I cannot recommend enough. The Ronto wraps were phenomenal <laughs> um i tried for i recommend downloading the app because it tells you times wait times for everything uh, you can reserve 
the catina cantina you can reserve you could buy the blue milk and pick it up you don't have to wait in line um make reservations for the droid building i was able to make a droid i posted that on our social media as well um bbbsp is her name bespy she's our official mascot um i tried for months leading up to it to get into the cantina and we just could not get reservations however we were walking by not long after the gates had opened and there was a short line. We got in it. They asked us if we had reservations. We told them no. Five minutes later, they walked us to the bar and we stood at the bar for 40 minutes and had drinks. So nice. the first thing I saw from your trip was a video you sent from the cantina. Cause like you just said, it was right when you walked in. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen still shots of galaxy's edge. I've seen some videos like, you know, of them walking around before it opened. You know what I mean? I've seen mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. But your video of you in the freaking cantina and then you did a pan around. I, I think I wrote this when I was talking to you. It almost brought me to tears because it looked so good. It oh. looked, I was like, oh my God, he, you're, you're, in, you're in it. You're in the world. You're in that world. Mm-hmm. I, was, yeah. I was so taken aback too when we walked in. I, I, knew, I had an idea because I obviously had been watching videos and we were at the Galaxy Edge panel. Yep. When you step, what can't be overlooked, and this is probably the nerdiest thing ever, there are Star Wars doors. <laughs> if you know nice. what I mean. Like when you walk yes, up yes. to it, it makes the swish sound. There are the classic <laughs> lights. Like I took pictures of doors <laughs> um, because it was amazing. Uh, yeah, when you walk into the cantina, it's just so Star Wars. It's not Moss Eisley, but it felt like it. Like that's what originally right. came to my mind. And if you remember in A New Hope when he reached over and grabbed the barkeep by the back of his shirt and yanked it down a little bit, mm-hmm. I totally did that. <laughs> and the guy was Did you really? Yeah, yes. yeah, I had to. <laughs> I had to. So it was great. Um, we got a couple drinks. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah, it was great. I, the whole time I, I was on the verge of actual tears because it was so amazing. Um, I-, I wanted to ask you then, so, you know, uh, you wake up in the morning, you do something else, and then someone goes, hey, BP, Galaxy's Edge. What's the image that comes to mind? What's that first thing that – it's still pretty fresh, but what's that first thing you think about now? Uh, what's, what's that – what carved itself most into your memory in your, in your brain about Galaxy's Edge? Wow. Uh, I think what it what is is we were so excited to get into the cantina – without a reservation that by the time we left it, I had completely forgotten about the full size millennium Falcon. Mm. And then when you walk out of the cantina, you take a right and you can't see it because there's a spire, but you get like 10, 15 steps out of the cantina door and there's the Falcon. And then mm. I, t- I totally forgotten about it. So when we walked out, my wife was talking to me and I just like looked over her head and I saw the Falcon. I was like, Oh my God. And I literally teared up. Like I, there was actual tears in my eyes. I could not believe it that a, you're a manly man. Tears oh, don't happen. Oh my god, I am the manliest man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was incredible. Like this, this scale, the details on the Falcon. Like it's just, it's not something I ever expected to actually see in my life. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure you're not the only man that was crying that day. Oh, it was, it was, it was so. I was unreal. crying. I wasn't there. And the way they yeah, the way yeah. they, the, the way they have it set up, there's like plenty of places for you to take pictures of it and with it. Like it's just because that was my that was my thought when they first announced it. Like you're never going to get a good picture because there's going to be everybody. But there's like a giant. There's a platform there you walk up to. Uh, you can take a picture on. You can stand in front of it. They kind of keep people from just hanging there uh, for yeah. long periods of time. They have photographers there in the in the land. They're kind of hard to find because they did a really good job of integrating them. Um, but yeah, the, the, the big takeaway is the Falcon that that was unbelievable. So you went with family, but mm-hmm. you know, a normal person could just go in the morning and hang out there the entire day. Right. You weren't like ushered out or anything. No. Yeah. As of right now, um, in Florida, there's no, uh, I can't remember what they called it, but there's no, there's no time limit essentially. Oh, no uh, windows. Yeah. Yeah, the only time limit there is is in the cantina because they want to get people in there. Uh, so yeah. you, you have 45 minutes. Um, they have pretty strict rules in there. Like, you, A, you can't leave the spot they put you in, which makes sense because they want you to pay for your stuff. Uh, um, 
Yeah, and then they don't want you. They, it's really cool. I, I, one thing I forgot to mention, I really highly recommend if you're going to go to Galaxy's Edge, read the Black Spire book because it, it's like reading a history book and then going to the place. So it's like cool. reading about the Colosseum and going to the Colosseum. Like you learn the lingo, you learn who Olga is, you learn all these people, and then like the like bright suns. That's how you say hello, or rising moons is good evening. Hmm. Um, and they everyone uses it, and it's it's natural. It just it seems like it would be silly, but it's natural, and it was it's just put you that much further into Star Wars. Shit, sorry. And then as soon as <laughs> and as soon as you get past the the Falcon, um, if you want to wait in line or do a fast pass, they do have fast pass for the Falcon ride. I recommend using fast pass anywhere in Disney World. Um, that gets you right to the front of the line. It's amazing. Um, but you climb some stairs, like I said, and then there's another restaurant. I think it's called Cargo Bay Seven. I could be wrong. And then right to nice. the left, it's pretty well hidden. Like that's another thing. There are no signs. So you, it's because everything is kind of hidden from the Empire oh. or the First Order. So you kind of just have to know where you're going or know what you're looking for. So Don or uh, uh, Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities is I stumbled upon it. I literally walked into it because the Star Wars door opened and I went inside of it. <laughs> That's um, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing, and it's a round, circular building, and there's all the stuff you've seen online on the walls, and just seeing a person is so awesome. And it was it was busy, but it wasn't like not it wasn't not manageable. Yeah. Um, so that was Ondar is the where you get the Ronto wraps is where you see the giant pod racer engine cooking the meat. Yes, yes. And then you walk through that, and then that's the actual market itself that has like the popcorn stand and the the toy the Toydarian toys I think it was called, and then a bunch of other stuff creature stalls and. Um, just more Star Warsy stuff. <laughs> did they have Ewok jerky anywhere? They did not have any Ewok jerky. They were, however, sold completely out of Sabak sets, and that's my one bummer from the whole trip. <laughs> that's like the one thing we wanted to get. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't see. I didn't see you take a picture of it, so I didn't bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually forgot to mention when you first walk in, about I don't know, fifty to a hundred feet, there's an A wing, a full size A wing. Um, wow, it's phenomenal. Um, there's some Star Warsy type stuff. There's a really cool turret. Um, a little past that is a full size X-wing, and Damn. the whole shtick is the X-wing and the A-wing are being worked on, and occasionally Chewbacca and Ray will be working on them. <laughs> and they are super in character. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I was, I did go with family, but I my wife went with me on Monday morning. But I went the entirety of Tuesday by myself. So you could go by yourself. There's enough <laughs> There's enough to do. You could have your own schedule. Uh, there's so much to do. And there's performances. Kylo Ren walks around with some stormtroopers and he harasses people. And the stormtroopers walk around and harass people. Um, <laughs> I, I found out <laughs> that the people of Batu, like the, the workers, didn't much care for me at first because I had my RWP logo shirt on, which is a stormtrooper helmet. Um, <gasps> so they didn't oh, actually want okay. to admit me into the cantina at first and then i showed them my indoor um, commando special ops hat and they let me in <laughs> so they said no you don't serve way. your kind here yep that's exactly what they said we don't serve your kind here so yeah they, they that's so cool yeah, yeah they're in character it's so much fun it's worth the price of admission <laughs> i want to go with something a little more subtle like you know a black sun logo and see if any of them recognize it oh um, yeah that would be cool that would be cool yeah and if so, yeah, they so <laughs> <laughs> how was it waiting for the droid while you were waiting you know what i and, and i assume it's because of the time of year i went and it was a tuesday night it was an hour before closing i went 10 minutes early because i i wanted to look around um mm -hmm. you can go in there by the way you can go into the droid building thing without having an appointment because there is a little shop um, so you can buy like little droids, um, the restraining bolt magnet, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and then other, <laughs> and they have droids you can just outright buy. They had R2, they had a C3PO, they had a Rex, they had a mouse droid, which was really cool. It was remote controlled. Um, but yeah, I walked over, the line wasn't long and I was just like, I'm 10 minutes early. Can I check in? And I'm like, yeah, just go ahead and go in. <laughs> 
Um, so I went in, went to the conveyor belt with my basket, and then inside the basket shows you all the pieces you need. Um, Sorry. So I got my pieces, picked out my BB droid stuff, put it together. They put it in this little machine. I posted a video online, and they activate it, which is really cool. And the people all working there are like, they're super in character. It just makes it, the experience itself is worth it. To, yeah. To build a droid after tax, it was $106. Um, in my, it was worth it to me because she's our mascot and I love her and I will die for her. I'm very, very happy you were able to go there. It sounds like you had an amazing time. Now it's time for our next segment, Cargo Hall. Cargo Hall is a weekly segment where we go over the past week's purchases. So at Batu, if you will, I, as I said, went looking for Sabacc cards. Couldn't find any. They were sold out. Um, I did get a cast member to break character to tell me they were sold out. <laughs> um, so what I did get, I got myself and Slade an Imperial Officer Rank Badge set. Which hey. is really cool. Um, I did not know this, but you can actually, it's all magnetic and it's two bars. You can actually take it apart and be a single bar if you, for some reason, wanted to be a general or a rear admiral. Um, but I think the Slade and I both are going to be grand admirals or grand moths. <laughs> um, but yeah, highly recommend these. Their quality is fantastic. I view, more, I view you more as a grand moth. Yeah. I am bas- yeah. basically Tarkin. Uh, and <laughs> you're, just... you're, you're a civilian lead. You're a governor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also, actually, this might work better. I actually got the resistant rank badge set, um, which is basically the same thing, but just for the resistance. They're both the same idea. They magnetic clip to the back of your shirt. You can change out the insignias and the ranks and all that jazz. Um, so as soon as I saw those online, I knew I had to get those. That's pretty cool. Um, what else did I get aside from the droid? I got a couple. Uh, oh, I got the Hondo Anaka Funko Pop. But I did get that outside of Galaxy's Edge because, they, like I said, they don't sell things with logos on them. Um, so you have to get those in Hollywood Studios, like on the main drive. Um, right. And I also got a pair. I've, I've ever since A New Hope, I've wanted a pair of binders like they put on Chewbacca. <laughs> um, they actually had them, and they're basic but they're really cool they rotate 360 degrees they have the the green and the red lights to tell you when they're locked and unlocked for 20 bucks couldn't pass it up had to get it very cool all right so uh, david did you get anything new this week uh this week let's see i got a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh today i just picked up a um, black series uh asthma nice and Black Series uh, Lando. They have those on sale over at uh, Burlington. Is it the Solo Lando or the Bespin Lando? It's Bespin Lando, which I thought was pretty nice. I mean, everywhere I see those is like on eBay and stuff like that. And they're still the same price, like $12.99, $14.99. At Burlington, uh, they're like $4.99 a piece. So. Yeah, thank you, Cup Factory. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Good for something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Um, oh, I got a big fig, um, Ezra. Oh, nice. From there, also missing. Um, it's missing the saber, but I'm pretty sure I'll be able to find that somewhere. Yeah, I might be able to make you one. Yeah. So, so I had to. I had to pick that. I haven't seen him around for a long time uh i guess i did get a couple of other things not from the two and they actually came one from ebay i got the force awakens uh vintage collection kylo ren <laughs> i got that for a steal on ebay and then my good friend david out in nebraska sent me uh the han solo stormtrooper target exclusive the boba fett black series archive and a nice. range trooper uh, which I did take out of the box, and it is just an incredible figure. Another another reason for Make Solo 2 happen. Make Solo 2 happen. It's a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Slade, I'm going to assume you didn't purchase any Star Wars items this week. 
No, I'm on the wrong podcast. Apparently, I just, <laughs> I, just I, I went all in for excellent stuff this week. <laughs> oh, nice! I like it. Yeah. Well, we we can talk about that uh, next week when we record from New York Comic Con. <laughs> oh, Comic Cons next week. Yeah. So spoiler, spoiler for spoiler for episode three. We're gonna talk Star Wars, and we'll probably talk some other stuff too. Just so you're aware. <laughs> Horse Friday. That was yesterday. <laughs> um, I don't know if you watched the live stream or not, but I know that David and I did. And I think we both, it kind of ended abruptly. And for mm-hmm. 40 minutes in, we kind of just were like, what just happened? They didn't show a lot um, of reveals, actually, except for like, you know what? They showed the cast members, which was clearly at Celebration. So I, was, I think we were both a little disappointed with how that went. I mean, to me, the biggest show on that live stream was the Fallen Order trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And we'll definitely... Yeah, that thing was awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk about that here momentarily. <laughs> um, but uh, for Force Friday, you kind of had to do your own digging and reveals this year. But a couple people on Instagram and Twitter, like Yakface and Kylo Collector, and a couple more posted some stuff. So just quick hits. Um, all the Mandalorian stuff looks incredible. Um, the Funko Pops, they're really bringing it now. They've changed the bodies. They've added details. Uh, they even gave texture and the, the same hairdo as Finn, which is awesome because before it was kind of just, they phoned it in a little bit. Um, I think the biggest thing, and it's just... He was really excited about that. Dude. He was jazzed about it. And the how happy Gina Carano and Pedro Pascal were seeing their figures... Like that just makes they were it the best. Yeah, yeah. That makes it even better. Like <laughs> I wanted them before, but now it's just like, I want it even more. And I be- want Pedro Pascal as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come yeah. on, forget yeah. about it. <laughs> Who doesn't? And Who can doesn't we, can in. we talk a second about how badass Cara Dune is for having a resistance logo oh. tattooed right on her face? That's, I need all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need all of it. She, so she must be just a complete and total badass to just be like, hey, here it is. What are you going to do? <laughs> so what do you think? Is she like a former commando or something? With so she, she's a former shock, rebel shock trooper. Oh, yeah. Which nice. I didn't even know there were rebel or resistance shock troopers until this news came out a couple months ago. Um, but apparently they're just basically elite, like commando type unit. So she, she's, I mean, it's Gina Carrillo. So we know she's a badass chrono. Interesting. Um, other than the, and, go ahead. And of course, I mean, it's good to know. I mean, she's on, you know, Mandalorian side. Oh so yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be, it's going to be interesting to know like how she helps him. If it's going to be a, Already, they already know each other, or they don't know each other, and they clash together. Then, then start working with each other. You know, I mean, and IG, <laughs> IG Eleven is going to be kick ass. Yeah. I already, I mean, I can already see. When I, I think first, that's going to be a fan favorite. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I was initially, I think it was the Twitter in me. <laughs> I was worried that he would have the same voice as Korg, but then the more I thought about uh-huh. it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Piss off, Ghost. <laughs> I'm fine with it actually. <laughs> one of my favorite lines of that movie, and that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, the thing from Force Friday that really just got me jazzed was all the posters that they released. I think it was Trends International, I believe is the name. They posted all the promotional stuff. The two Mandalorian posters are unbelievable, just straight fire. And then the yeah. the Kylo Ren and the uh, Ray posters just incredible. Is he ever going to take his helmet off? So yes, um, I, I I think so. Yes, um, but I th- also think... there's been there's been a there's been a lot of speculation. Yeah. Right. That'd oh my crazy. god, he's throwing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, it's even going down to it's not even him in the helmet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like someone totally different. That's what Sam Smith. I think it is right. Mm-hmm. From, uh, you know, from Dr. Who. I think. Oh, and it's like, but I mean, that's all like, Matt you know, Smith. Matt, that Smith. Goes. Matt Smith. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, so, they could have him totally like in, like not be as humanoid. He could have blue skin. 
You know what I mean? God, that'd be such a waste. <laughs> That's where thought went afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I mean, all the way down to it could be Hux being, you know, Kylo Ren. Oh, like, God. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is so many things right now. I think it's honestly, I think it's just super simple that that helmet is badass and they want it on all yeah. their marketing. It's promoting it. Yeah. yeah. Because it's very toyetic. Right. Again, Star but Wars is all they, about the toys. So would they go the route, though, of... Like, Judge Dredd, he never took off his helmet. Yeah. Boba Fett in the original movies never took off his helmet. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to go that extreme with something. I don't... But we've already seen... Yeah, the trailers, right? It. In the trailers, yeah. did he have it on at all in the trailers? No, that's the thing also, is that he does not have it on. Only only part of his helmet that was shown is whoever was putting it together. Oh yeah, yeah. With the supposed of kyber crystal, is melted. Yeah, is from what I've heard. Interesting. You know? But that's the only time I've seen it. But but now there's more pictures coming out with him wearing it. But is it really him? Is what they're saying. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would just do a total like bait and switch. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, I mean. And he's such a good actor. Like, he shows such emotion on his face that there's no way they wouldn't use that. Me, personally, yeah. I almost wish he would have never taken it off. <laughs> in, in, the Force I mean, in The Force Awakens, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean. When he takes his helmet off, and I love The Force Awakens, when he takes his helmet off and his hair is feathered, <laughs> and he wasn't sweating at all, and it's someone who cosplays with a helmet on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not how you look after taking after raging in a uh, cosplay for five hours. <laughs> all right, actually, Slade, oh. you brought this up the Jedi Fallen Order trailer. Let's let's yes. talk about let's talk about that for a few minutes. Wait, be, before we go on, mm-hmm. if I for, before I forget yep. with this Force Friday thing with this with Kylo's helmet, what is this? What is it? Uh, force yell or something like that? Or force? Uh, what did they say? Have you guys seen that? Rage rage force? Is that what it was? Force rage or force something, rage, like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, what do you all think of that? I mean, I've never heard. Like, What are we talking about? So on, the, going... on the packaging for a Kylo Ren helmet toy, um, it said Kylo Ren's helmet and then f- I, th- I think it's force rage with force rage mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, sorry for not knowing the exact thing, but uh, so oh, it probably shakes. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. That maybe he destroys the helmet again on accident, just getting so riled up because it looks like it's fragile. <laughs> so maybe that mm. force rage happens in the movie and it shatters. I, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, there's a so lot it's not... of other force like abilities that they never cover in the movies. But like, if you read the novelizations of Phantom Menace or something, they talk about all these other force abilities that these guys have. So maybe there's something there. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. Here it says, it says the force user would tap into his or her fears, pain, and hate and convert it, convert them into an intense rage. I bet it just shakes. Like a vibrate, vib- <laughs> like vibrates. Yeah. Yeah, just the helmet vibrates because that's stupid. And the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the toy. But I'm wondering if in the movie he uses like all of yeah. his his hate, fear, and all that jazz to take out whomever. Right, we I could, want to wear go Kylo out. helmet. I mean, we've seen her pick up his Oof. lightsaber. Man, <laughs> like, that would be sick. Like, what scenario would she possibly put it on? <laughs> but I agree, it would be kind of cool to see. <laughs> Um, actually, before all right, so yeah, Jedi Fallen no, Order trailer. Um, that just I'm continues. so happy. Yeah, it just continues to look amazing. I mean, there, there's only so many first person or third person shooter games I can play. Mm-hmm. I, I need a story mode game, and this looks to be an incredible Star Wars story mode game. It does look just so good, and I think that the thing that really just gets me fired up is how ruthless Cal is the main character when it comes to taking out stormtroopers. Like when he force pulls somebody to him and when, by the time they get there, he just impales them. That just, 
feels so dark side to me, but I love it, (laughs) 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 which says more about me than it does about Cal. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I just love how relentless and violent he is to get his task done. That just that again, more about me excites me. (laughs) And then, yeah. Obviously, I'm probably going to be live streaming this game quite a bit. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. That I was planning on doing that and posting it on our social media for people to, to tune in. Nice. Um, but it's so like we uh, Cam again. That name comes up. We we were at the celebration panel for this game and just listening to the, the respawn guys and the developers talking about it and how excited they were to make a Star Wars game. Just the buy-in is real. The hype is real. Yeah, I saw them on the EA, I think in some EA live stream. And, mm-hmm. Man, they were all into it. That's awesome. I, I like when I see that. I believe, I could be wrong, so let us know. <laughs> um, but the guy who is the runner of the game was also did God of War 3, which is awesome. Too. universally loved. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, there's just, the game looks so good. I don't see why or how it could possibly not be. Um, and that being said, when the second sister essentially floats in and her cape mm-hmm. is billowing, oh, mm. <laughs> child, please. <laughs> um, very excited. <laughs> and then I think it was like a couple scenes later and they show the alien and the, the, the giant alien and the uh, yes. imperial armor. Yes. I was like, holy smoke. So I, I went yeah. online. What is going on there? Uh, her name <laughs> her name is the ninth sister and she actually was in the volume two of the darth vader series uh comic so she is quite violent um, and very talented yeah. at doing what she needs to do as an inquisitor so again very excited for that fight yeah when you sent me the picture of that i thought that was a photoshop or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean... yeah she looks incredible so I'm very excited to see more about that. Yeah, I can't absolutely cannot wait for this game. I think yes, I have the poster from Celebration for Fallen Order, and I just ordered the kit for the 3D printed kit of Cal's lightsaber. Um, mm. I'm gonna put it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it together and uh, put it with the poster up on the in the studio here. So I'm pretty uh, pretty jazzed about that. Oh yeah, because the poster is the lightsaber. That's right. Yeah, so I can't nice. can't wait. I, I've heard so many people downplay him on being a Jedi, and mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't understand why. Like, what's the big? You know, I think it's because people are slow to trust gingers. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I didn't even have a comeback. To that one. I'm like, that's yeah, so I mean that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's I right. So uh, that's that's week two, episode two. Um, Want to give a shout out to a couple people on the Twitter machine who've been awesome in helping us gain followers. Uh, mainly Mandalorian Mark and a couple other people. Uh, just a reminder, we are having a giveaway. We actually have two giveaways going right now. One on Twitter, one on Instagram. When we hit 100 followers on Instagram... We are giving away a Black Series Chewbacca from Solo. Um, so you believe he has the goggles. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter, on Instagram, we are only four followers away from hitting that. So once we do, we'll randomly pick somebody and uh, get that shipped out to you as soon as possible. Uh, and then I'll follow. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Slade. Um, and then on Twitter, Actually, there was a big push today, and a bunch of people helped out. Uh, Royal Farm Boy, uh, a couple other podcasts got us almost 30 new followers today. So we're only four or five followers from 100. And then once we hit it, we are giving away a Target exclusive Han Solo in the Stormtrooper disguise. Um, mint on card. It's a pretty sweet piece. So help us get to 100. Uh, enter into that giveaway and get yourself some free Star Wars merch courtesy of the Black Squadron podcast. And if we're already at 100, go ahead and follow anyway because then you'll be included in this giveaway. Yeah, Yep, for sure. Mm -hmm. And we are going to have another giveaway. We're going to be giving stuff away a lot. So we're a good podcast to follow along and support. 
Um, we are going to start maybe with week th- with episode three, maybe four. Um, we're going to have a phone number or a link for you to send in questions. Um, so when we announce which actors we have lined up, you, we're going to give you guys the opportunity to send in questions for them. And whoever has the best one, based off our opinion, <laughs> uh, nice. we're going to send for this first one a – was it a Walgreens exclusive? It's the Darth Vader Funko Pop where he's being electrocuted. and You can kind of huh. see the skull. Uh, target. Target, target exclusive. One. Target yeah. exclusive. So two Target exclusive pieces that we're just giving away because we want to spread Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, follow yes. us on Twitter, Instagram. That's Black Squadron Podcast. We appreciate everybody who's listened. Like, share, subscribe. And until next time, thanks for joining the squadron.